We are all gifted by God. You don't have to be a Christian to be gifted. You don't have to be, even if you're a pagan, you don't believe in God. Well, the thing is that once you are a human being, you have a gift. Once you are a human being, whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God is irrelevant. As long as you are a human being, you are gifted by God. Why is that so? Because Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 27 says that God, let, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Then verse 27 says, so God created man in his own what? Image. In the image of God created he in male and female created he them. This is the foundation for gifts. So as long as you are created in the image of God, you are gifted. That's the fundamental I need to know. Oh me, I don't know whether I'm gifted. I don't No, 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 no. Are you a human being? Once you are created in the image of God, you are a carrier of his DNA. If you like, say there is no God. But as long as you are a human being created in the image of God, you are a gifted person. So you have gifts. I need you to understand that. In the book of Psalm 82 verse 6, the Bible says, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. You are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. So a child of God cannot be giftless. Let me put it away. There is no child of God that is without a gift. We all have gifts. Congratulations. Now that you know that you are gifted. Say with me, I am highly gifted. <laughs> oh, you will not clap for yourself. I am highly gifted. So never be intimidated. Yes, you might have not discovered your gift, which is I'm going to actually help you to know how to discover your area of gift. All right, how to discover your area of gift. But the thing is that it is there. It is there because you are created in the image of God. You are created in the likeness of God. You are a God kind. Amen. Now, the second thing I would like you to know, the second great principle about gifts, about gifts, is that every human being is unique. Every human being is unique. So, the first great principle about gifts is that every human being is gifted, right? Then the second great principle about gifts, motivation gifts now, is that every human being is unique. Every human being is unique. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, New Living Translation says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Because I knew you. Whilst you are in your mother's womb. In other words, whilst you still exist as a semen, while you exist as a liquid, God said, he looks at you and says, I know this boy. I know you. So God did not know you, just know you. You are not known to God when you were born. Human being got to know you the day we were born. But before you were born, God knows you already. And you are unique. Every one of us in this room are unique. Let me tell you five unique things about every one of us. Five things that are unique and peculiar to you alone. Even if you are a twin, 
Even you may look identical, but deep down, there are unique things about you. Number one is your DNA. Your DNA is your unique identity. There is no true DNA like yours. You have your own dynamical. Your DNA is like your serial number. It's your, like your serial number. Every product manufacturer does not give two serial number for the same product. So when they are looking for a phone, a, a device, they go for the serial number. It's like your mobile phone, your own IMEI. You see, when, in, in terms of mobile phone, when they are trying to track a mobile phone, one of the things they look for is the IMEI. Because there are no two IMEIs in the world. Now, if human beings could make every mobile phone with a unique IMEI, alright, that can make them track it anywhere in the world as the phone, that is, that, as that phone that is different from every other phone, then how much more you and I that are created by God. So you have a unique DNA. Amen. It's very unique to you. Say with me, I am unique. Number two, the second thing that is also unique about it is your iris. Is your iris. No wonder some, some, some um, phones today have what we call facial recognition. All right, fact, facial recognition is actually different totally. It's another part of you. But at least your iris. You see, your iris is different. You see, when you look at all of us, somebody will just look at there's a black dot uh, surrounded by a white, uh, uh, white uh, whatever it is. But you see, that iris is actually unique. It's a coat in itself. So when you look at your iris, that black round thing, it, there is no tool like your own. It's unique to you. Can you take a look at your neighbor's who I said, no, I, now I know that I can't duplicate your own. You can't because actually every iris is different. Amen. So they are unique. The, sec- the third thing is your voice print. Your voice print. Your voice print. Do you know that even as I'm speaking now, there are no two voices like my own? There are no two voices like my own. My brother, uh, my judo brother, when he's speaking, if, if he talks, you think it's, it's my voice. All right? His voice sounds like mine but when you actually place them you will see the unique signature in those voices that's why some software today is built around voice recognition so it will not unlock say hey now that's where technology is going to say hey unlock say sorry you are not my owner (laughs) just by your voice your voice is unique don't you realize that, in fact, some of us, we are so good that if you're, there are 100 babies in a place, when your own baby is crying, you will know. That's how you, you will know. It's like, it's like my baby is the one there. Or some of us, when our daddy is coming or our mommy is coming, from just hearing, you are, you are in your room, but you see, you just hear them, ah, it's like, that's my mommy. How many of you have experienced such a thing before? It's like, that's my daddy. It's like, that's my husband. Because you see, there's a unique signature to that voice. Amen. How many do you have? Three. Facial features. Do you know that the combination of your nose, your eyes, your mouth, all right, your ears, which form of your facial features, is actually, when put together, is unique to you? Even identical twins, when they put them together, they are unique. Your facial feature is actually unique to you. You may look identical as far as the normal height is, but when actually you are, you are scanned, you see that there is, by the time you combine those features together, your nose, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, all right, even your eyelid, there is, all, those features are actually unique to every individual. There are no two of it. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. 
The last one is your handwriting. There are no two handwriting. There are no two handwriting. <laughs> your handwriting is actually unique to you. Even the way you write, your handwriting is unique to you. Yeah? That's why sometimes people have to then learn to copy or form your signature in a certain sense. But you see that they have to learn it. By default, they cannot do it. They have to go and learn. learn they are learning you to do you. Your fingerprint is unique. So each time you shake, you see every thumb, you see your fingerprint also, the, the lines on your, on your fingers are unique. The one even on your palm are unique. Now, why did God make everything, you know, some of those things like this unique to us? He's trying to let you know that there is something special in every one of us. And let, let me tell you why this will make you calm when you have a problem. November 15th, 2022, according to the U, uh, United Nations um, Fund Agency, um, they said that the world population surpassed 8 billion people. 15th of November, 2022, we crossed 8 billion. Now, what does that mean? So as we are today in the world, there are over 8 billion people living as of today, alive and breathing. Now, how does that apply to you? That means there are over 8 billion unique people in the world. That's number one. Now, having the fundamental reasoning that every human being is created by God, and there are over 8 billion unique people in the world, that means there are over 8 billion unique ways God can help you. At least, no, the, the, God has over 8 billion solutions to every problem you have. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? That means that, I, I, that means every single individual you come across or that God sends to you has something special to offer you. There are 8 billion people that have something special to offer you that no other person can offer you. That means every human being you come across is a special gift from God to you. Never take relationship for granted. Anytime you have the opportunity of meeting new people, actually you make a new friend, you form a new connection. It's, it's God's way of actually reaching you because what that person offers you, you realize that no other person can offer you. Every, unique, every person you meet in your life has a unique offering for you that no other person can because you must know that as long as he has a fingerprint that is unique, as a voice print that is unique, as a facial recognition that is unique, as palm lines that are unique, as, as iris that are unique. That means every human being, every human being at least has seven unique things to offer you in life. Because at least there are seven unique things about every human being. So if, if, if I'm added to your life as your friend, that means I'm also coming as part of God's gift that I can bring to bear in your life what no other person can bring to bear. Never take for granted the power of relationship. Never take any relationship for granted. You see, people who don't value relationship, you see that they don't become great in life because, you see, people are part of God's solution offering to our lives, to your problem. I want to be there that somebody will just offer you 
a particular advice. Maybe sometimes you have gone, you ask this person, the person says something, somehow you don't agree, you ask this person, but each person you are talking about to, uh, in, regarding the same thing, they all have something to offer you, and over the same situation, but they have some, a new perspective concerning the same thing, because there is something unique about every one of us. Don't take relationship for granted. So over 8 billion ways that God can make a way for you, over 8 billion solutions to every problem, Oh, there is always something that God can do for you concerning your challenge. And there are something that are unique about everybody you meet in life. Value people. Value people. Treasure people. Is, is somebody with me this morning? Tell your neighbor, I'm glad that you are unique. Oh, I'm sure you should say you better say, I'm glad that you are unique. The third principle I would like you to know about gifts is that all the gifts of God are good and precious gifts. All the gifts of God are good and precious gifts. There is no worthless gift. There is no useless gift. There is no irrelevant gift in the archive of God. Every gift that God gives to us are good and precious. James chapter 1 verse 7 says, Every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Psalm 139 verse 13 to 14 says, Psalm 139 verse 13 to 14, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that very well. I am fearfully and wonderfully, Psalm 139 verse 13 to 14. Is somebody with me? Say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Number four, the primary purpose of every gift is to honor and glorify God. The primary purpose of every gift is, is to what? Honor and do what? Glorify God. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Revelation 4 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were all created. We are created for God's pleasure. That is why you hear me say that no matter who you are, if you are not serving God with your gift, you, have no, you cannot live a fulfilled life. Because it's like he has entrusted those gifts into your hand. It's like a foundation that says they are into um, um, maybe charity, maybe like an orphanage home, for instance. Yes, we give money to them, but if you then realize that the, the owner of this orphanage uses all the money to travel around, to, to send his children abroad to school, he uses it to buy luxurious cars. How many of you will be happy with such, a, uh, with, with such an orphanage? Yes, we know that you can, you can take out of it, but majority of the funds should go to taking care of those children. God has no problem with you using your gift to make money. God has no problem with you using your, your gift to build a successful career. But where the problem lies is, if all that you do with what he has given you is to make money and not to bring glory to him, then he sees you as an unfaithful steward. Because you see, the primary purpose of every gift is to bring glory and honor to him. So regardless of your career, regardless of what you do naturally, if you have not channeled that your ability to also bring glory to God, to honor God, then you are an unfaithful steward. 
You are unfaithful steward. I studied computer engineering and computer science by, by profession. But you can imagine if this morning all that I do with my life it ends on Saturday when I finish maybe doing my computer business and everything I've done, I only reference, I'm not a preacher. All right? Now, even though I, 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 that is my primary area, of, uh, my primary field, that's where I study, that's where I, I earn a living now. But you see, part of what I do with it is also to bring glory to God by also serving Him with that ability. That circle is not completed if your gift is not adding value to the work of God. It's not advancing the things of God. You are not. If you are cooking, you know, Bishop Doug always uh, recounts an experience when he went to America. You know, my pastor is Bishop Doug. He's my father. And he said they were going to have a camp. And he went there to just have this program. And when they got there, they said that they were going to have a dinner with, for him. The people in the uh, uh, U.S. had uh, uh, organized a dinner. But do you know something? Only one church member cooked about eight food. She had only one assistant. She said the woman prepared, the, it was a buffet. So she, they asked, as he was enjoying the food, he said, who prepared this? She said, ah, that woman. She said, in this church, that is what she does. Any program, she takes it to heart. That is what she does. She just loves cooking. So you see that she may not be the preacher. She may not be the pastor. But she has recognized the area of her gifting. So anytime like they have a guest, she says, you know what? I'm going to take care of the cooking. I'm going to take care of the refreshments. And you know, because you can imagine, even if that man of God preached so wonderfully well, um, he has done healing, but by the time he's got back to his hotel, he's still hungry. All the food is making him porch. You know, somebody like uh, Benahin. Anywhere you see Benahin, he goes around with his cafeteria, with his, um, what do they call them now? Chef. He goes around with his chef. He said because he had actually had an experience where he traveled to a place and he ate and he was tooling all through. And he said when he realized that as he was tooling, he can't preach, he can't concentrate. You can imagine that as you are preaching, the, your stomach is running and everything. Even the anointing will be hampered and in that. The anointing can even be stopped. The flow of the anointing can just run. May you never experience one in stomach. You, those of us who have experienced it before, know that it's not a good thing at all. So you see, but he said he goes around with his chef because he realized that he's part of the ministry. So now that chef, you may not know him, but he's actually playing a role in the life of that man of God. Hallelujah, somebody. How many points do you have? Four. Number five is true success is living out God's purpose for your life using the gift he has given to you true success is living out god's purpose for your life using the gift he has given to you true success is living out god's purpose for your life using the gift he has given to you psalm 78 verse 70 he chose david also his servant and took him from the sheepfold. From following the hills, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart, and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Now, do you see what the Bible is saying here? That David was a shepherd boy. He, he even feeds not just the the grown-up sheep, but even the ones with infants, 
And God said, he, he, I saw the way he takes care of the sheep. Then I took him to come and feed my people. You know, so in other words, the same shepherding skill that David had in feeding sheep was what interested God in his life to then bring him and said, now be a shepherd of my people. And the Bible said that he also pastored, he shepherded his flock with skill. So he fulfilled the purpose of God for his life using the gift that God has given to you. That is the purpose of life. That is the meaning of life. Hallelujah. Now that we've had these principles about spiritual gift, uh, about gifting, the question we then want to ask is, how do you discover your gifts? How do you understand your makeup? The first thing that actually kills gifts is when we compare ourselves to another person. You always want to compare yourself to Mr. B. So for instance now, maybe you have somebody who knows how to cook well, all right? And you cannot cook well. Then you look at yourself and say, because you cannot cook, you know, let me give you a distance. There's been this craze about Guinness Book of Record, right? All right. Now, Ilda Bassi on her part broke the record. But you know that just some weeks after she broke the record, there have been some attempt record breakers. Now, but do you know why most of them have not succeeded? Because the motivation is not right. All right? Now, not, every, can, not, not everybody can actually do what she has done the way she has done it. One of the problems continuously you will see about every one of them trying to break records that they are trying to actually copy her own way of doing it. If you, have, if, if you go and check the other record holder, which was the Indian lady, the basic concept was totally different from that one that she did. Because you see, don't try to be somebody else. You can live from me, you can emulate me, you can copy my style, but you cannot be me. Because you see, every one of us, we are unique. You need, to be, you need to be comfortable in your own skin and discover who you are and walk from the area of your strength. Why most people fail is that they, they try to be somebody in life by walking from the area of their weakness. You cannot fulfill greatness by walking from the area of your weakness. Find out who you are and walk from the area of your strength. There are so many amazing fathers in the faith. I like to use some of the top three fathers that we have. Let's say someone like Papa Kumoyi, then Pastor Adeboye, then Bishop Koye Depo. These are three amazing fathers in faith. But do you realize that even though all of them are friends, they started in the same. In fact, I, I saw a picture of them when Maurice Lilo came. If you see all of them with their big knee and trousers, uh, Maurice Lilo was teaching them. Um, the late uh, man of God, Maurice Lilo, was teaching them. They all stood like a student, you know. And I said, it's so amazing. You see, uh, Bishop Okoko was in that class. Bishop Wale Oke was in there. Papa Kumuyi was there. All these men of God. But you see, when you put all of them together today, you realize that there is something unique about all of them. The reason why they are still relevant today is that they, even though Papa Oyedepo is very close to um, Pastor Adeboye, in fact, Pastor Adeboye laid hands on him, but you realize that the way they operate is very different. You will never see Bishop Oyedepo trying to say, Let somebody shout hallelujah, hallelujah. If Bishop Oyedepo tries that, it will not be where he is. But yet, you see that God is using him in his own way. When you see the way Bishop Oyedepo talks with energy, with vibrancy, Pastor Adeboye will come. Huh? I said, let somebody shout hallelujah. My daddy said, there is somebody here. The same message from God. When Bishop Oedipo wants to decode it, eh? he said, today, let somebody, you know, he, Bishop Oedipo cannot stay in one place. It's not, that is not him. In fact, even if he 
stop or you did put in one place. No devil from hell can keep him in one place. It's not possible. You see him, the way he's dancing and everything. But Papa, Papa, the boy is there. He can stand. In fact, the last time I watched him, in fact, he even sat and was preaching. I have never seen Bishop Oyedepo sat and preach before. Even if he sits, Papa Oyedepo sits. The God of Papa Kumuyi. You realize that? Today, my God is saying to you, but you say that in all, they are all great servants of God. See, that this one is different from this one does not make him lesser than the other. Do you understand that? They are all great servants of God. They made remarkable, tremendous impact in our generation. One thing that they've all understood is that they are comfortable in their skin. They are okay with who they are. Be comfortable in your skin. That's, that's, that is, that is, you see, the reason why, you see, most people today are trying to be like white people. We, because we, we think that the color of our skin determines how far we go. No. The reason why some of us, we even try to even, you know, change our color is because you look at the, 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 the skin color and you feel inferior to someone that is not. Everything that God makes is unique and special. If all of us are whites, there will have a problem in this world. I'm telling you the truth. But variety is good. Hallelujah. Now, I want to actually help you then understand how to discover your gifts. It may actually, uh, it may amaze you that most of us, when we want to discover our unique gift, we look in the wrong direction. We look at what we do. Well, it's a way of diagnosing your gift, but that is not the starting point. The starting point of discovering your gift is actually understanding how you think. Our gift is actually encoded in our thought process. The Bible says in, uh, in, in the book of Proverbs 23, verse 7, it said, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you see on the outside is a product of what is going on on the inside. Now, Matthew chapter 15, verse 16. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 15, verse 16. And Jesus said, Are you also yet without understanding? What understanding is it that Jesus is talking about? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entering in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the drought. Verse 18, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from where? The heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemies. Verse 20, and these are the things which defile a man but to eat with unwashing hands, defiling all the man. What's Jesus saying? Jesus is saying what is on the inside determines what goes on on the outside. What you say, what you do, is a reflection of what is going on on the inside. Romans 12, verse 2 says, therefore, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you see, in order to understand your gifting, the first place to go is to understand how do I receive information? How do I process information? How do I see things? What is my view of life? How do I perceive my, what is my world view? How do I see my environment? Because you see, 
This thinking process informs your action, informs what you do, and it, it determines who you are. In fact, let me just say that your gifts are encoded in your thought process. So understanding your thinking pattern, understanding how you think, how you reason, helps you to know the areas of your giftings. So let's quickly look at something. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 1 says, Proverbs chapter 9 verse 1 says, Wisdom had builded a house. She had hewn out her seven pillars. Wisdom had built a house. She had hewn out a what? Seven pillars. There are actually seven thinking pillars, it is called. Seven ways we process our thoughts. Seven ways we receive information and process it. Now, what I'm about to share with you is going to help you greatly. Because these pillars from today, as I'm, as I'm talking about it, some of you will begin to relate with it. There are different sub-expressions in each of the seven. But these seven pillars, of course, have sub-pillars. Of expression, but they are the seven main pillars that psychologists uh, have identified in our brain. Now, you know, when we come to gifts, remember that gifts are inherent in us, and the part of us that actually have our gift is is all in our brain. What you do naturally, all is is in in your brain. How you think is all encoded. There's the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. For instance, the left side, the left side of the brain, is, it is said by psychologists and those who study uh, neurology, those, uh, those who study brain, they will tell you that, you know, the left side receives information and processes it to pictures. The right side of your brain, all right, takes the picture and processes it back to details. So in other words, in the left side, for instance, now information, data are extracted and pictures are formed out of it. Then the right side of your brain takes, looks at picture always and then extract the details out of it. And the circle continues like that. Now, in the brain, can I have the picture of the brain? Now, there are seven major pillars, columns, that we use in processing thought. This is not peculiar to me, all right? Um, it is actually based on a research. Um, you can, so after the service, you, if you want to find out further about what I am sharing with you, um, I'm going to actually um, give you the name of the, um, the man that actually, is, his name is uh, called Dr. Liv Geodesic. Dr. Liv, Liv as in Liv, then Geodesic, all right? And um, he, he calls this information processing theory, information processing theory. In other words, there, there are, these are seven ways we process information. Now, you see, there are seven pillars you will see there. I'm not going to be going into deep details because they are very broad but we, i'm just going to be able to summarize it as it applies to discovering our gifts in the frontal part of our brain which is this part so we are going to start from the front front all the way to the back to actually know how you reason the way you reason and how your reason affects your gifting and determines your the area of your gifting number one is the interpersonal thinking all right, so you see the first part that is labeled the interpersonal thinking. Okay, so, or I think it's actually intra first. Yes, um, it's intra, intrapersonal thinking. That one comes first. Okay, so what is intrapersonal thinking? So, those who process information from that point, which is called the intrapersonal thinking, they are the people that introspect a lot. They, this is... They are the people that, you know, this is the part that is responsible for strategic thinking, planning, all right? Um, they plan, they, 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 they think, they, they are very thoughtful, 
um, they are very thoughtful. It is the part that is the, 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 the part of the brain that um, processes information in such a way by actually sitting on it, meditating on it. So interpersonal thinkers, for instance, all right, <clears throat> if that is your area, you will see, so let me give you an instance. Somebody like my wife is an interpersonal thinker. In, intra, sorry, I kept missing it. It's intra, intra, between thoughts. Between thoughts. They juggle between thoughts. All right? When you are talking to them, don't expect an instant answer. Interpersonal thinkers, when you are ever having a conversation with such a person, as you are talking, they may just be there listening. 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 You may ask person, so say something. Say, honestly, I don't have anything to say now. Two or three days later, the person can come to you, hey, concerning what you said the other day. I think this, 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 this. Because you see, they are deep thinkers. They are introspective. They are people that meditate on things. They are analytical. They are strategic thinkers. In fact, when you are going into strategic session, when you have these people there in the meeting, don't expect them to talk too much. But one word they will say can open the minds of every other person that has been talking since. Because they look at things from different angles that are not easily seen by people. Because they meditate a lot on words. You see, such people, if you, if you ever realize that you are in, that is how you think then you must know that it's, it's an indication of the area of your gifting. Are you with me? So for instance, now people like this are good as judge, counselors. They are good as counselor, advocates, educators, lawyers, therapists. When you hear therapists, for instance, now a therapist, you can just go there and the person is just listening to you. They like listening. You tell them all your problem. They will never say, they will never interject you. They will just be listening and listening and listening and listening and listening. They pay them for that. They are good at listening. If I went back say that, be slow to speak and quick to hear. He's talking about intrapersonal thinkers. They are very quick to hear. They listen very well, attentive listeners. Philosophers, visionary leaders. The next block, they always bring out the image, all right, are the intrapersonal, interpersonal, sorry now, interpersonal thinkers. So you see, just after the intro, then we have the interpersonal. In fact, this subject, the reason why I'm not able to go about deep into it is something that I'm going to be having a, a seminar over. Because even you need to actually know where you stand. So there is another, if you go on our website, realgracechapel.com, the one we have is personality, um, personality test. When we are through with this series by Grace of the Lord, we are putting up this assessment test there. All right, we are going to work with our IT team to put up so that you can go and take that test and actually know where you belong. All right, so that you will no longer struggle in life with some things. So interpersonal thinkers are different. These are the people that are very thoughtful about others. They are very thoughtful about others. They are communication. They are, they, they are social in their behavior. They are social in their interaction. They, they, they like talking a lot. So they are very quick to speak. 
quick to speak, all right, and slow to hear. They like mentoring people, interpersonal thinkers. They like to negotiate. They like to teach what they know. So if you, for instance, now you, when you, how you know interpersonal thinker, for instance, the moment he knows something, he's looking for the nearest person to teach. Once he knows something, he may not even understand it deeply yet, too, but he's looking for who to just share that information with. Nah, 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 nah. Because they, they, they just, they find an expression in sharing. So that's why they are very generous people. All right? They are not just generous even with money, but they are generous with even information. They don't know how to hoard information. An intrapersonal thinker, you can keep your secret with the person because they, they are very good at ordering information, intra. But interpersonal thinkers, they, they, they are very good, interpersonal, they are very social beings. So if an interpersonal thinker enters a room, for instance, they are the people that you call also sanguine. They, they, you will know they are there. They, they are social, you know, they are very highly interactive people. So when they are going to process information, how do you know that such a person... It, they process their information is that as information is coming to them and they are receiving those information, you know, how you will know is that they get excited. They like to hear new things, all right? And they don't even know whether they know it or not, but they just know that the next thing is, let's get started, all right? Those are interpersonal thinkers, okay? Now, the next group of people are the linguistic thinkers, or we'll call this linguistic pillar also, alright? Linguistic thinkers. So, okay, sorry, I didn't, I didn't talk about the profession that is good for this one. So, these are the people that are very good at social worker, educator, salesperson. Salesperson. You know, when you see somebody that is good at sales, alright? Religious leaders, politicians, educators, alright? Mentors, they like mentoring people. They are very good at public relations. They relate very well with people. These are interpersonal thinkers, you know. That is, they form bond with people easily. They form bond with people easily. They love to build relationships. These are interpersonal thinkers. Okay, now the next one is linguistic thinkers or linguistic thinking. These are now another pillar, the linguistic pillar. Now, <clears throat> These are people that are very good. In, all of us have linguistic. Um, and these seven exist in all of us. These seven pillars exist in all of us. But the difference is that their primary for everybody differs. But you all have, we all have them. The, the, your own primary may be different from my own primary. So the order with which, even the way I'm sharing it now, the last one may be the first one in your own. That is how to understand how special you are. So now linguistic thinkers are people that are, you know, that's the, that's the part of our brain. Guys, each time I mention it, I, I, need, I need the image on the screen, please. Now, that's the part of our brain that you, we use to learn languages. You, we, we learn language with the linguistic part of our brain. We learn languages with the linguistic part of our brain. That's the part that is also responsible for our, our speech. But you realize that, haven't you realized that even though we all speak English, there are people that are more good with words than, than others. There are people that they can form rhymes with words. 
Alright? They form rhymes with words. They, they can make rhythm out of words. There are people that they, 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 when they take words like this, it will be as if they have not spoken, you have not heard the word before. They, for these people, they are even called motivational speakers sometimes because the way they express themselves with words and writing. So, haven't you seen people that they just like to write? You know, for instance, you go, you see some people on, like, all those bloggers, for instance, now, people that you call bloggers, they just write, and you're like, man, this guy get time. Some of them, if they have to send you text message like this, it will be like a chronicle. They, they just, everything you have said, they will just, they like, they will, they will not listen, but they would like to just send you a message. These are linguistic thinkers. They, 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 they find expressions in words and writing. Now, the thing is this. When you are dealing with, if, if you are with someone who is in this area, whose, primary, um, whose mind or memory is triggered primary through this part of the brain, all right, then one of the ways you will know a linguistic thinker is that as you are talking, you see them say, I have question. You will not have landed before they ask question. Always watch out for those who before you land, they say, I have question. Don't be angry with them because you see, by asking question, that is when they trigger their brain to assimilate what you are saying. They learn by asking question. So you see them, for instance, as you are talking now, they say, in fact, uh, when I spoke about this, when I was thinking about it, then it helped me to realize to value somebody like, permit me to use name because I don't like using name, but you know, Somebody like, if you're in a meeting with somebody like L.M. James, for instance, as you are talking, once you mention pam, 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 L.M. James answers off. And you see, one time I had problem with him because he wanted to ask questions, but I did not allow him to ask the question. So, if your child is like that, you know, sometimes you have a child that is always asking, Mommy, why? Why this? Why? 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 Don't tell them to shut up, shut up, shut up. No, because you see, the thing is that th that is what triggers their own learning activity. And it's the primary way of their giftings. They learn, in fact, they learn through that process. So, they are linguistic thinking. You understand? So, um, let me quickly bring out some of the things I said for about listening. They like to argue, persuade, entertain, instruct. They like to learn language. They learn language well. They can learn language well. They spell well. They spell well. They learn language well. If a, a, a linguistic thinker, if he or she does not go to school, you will not easily know. There are people who have not gone to school, but you still see them talk well. Because, you see, that is, that is who they are. By God's, that's how God made them. So, if that, is, if that is how you think and process and your mind is triggered, then you should know that the area of your gifting will be in the area of maybe a publicist, editor, speechwriter, poets. When you see most of these poets, they are linguistic thinkers. Poets. Novelists, they like reading. In fact, most of them like actually reading novels. Linguists, they like reading novels. When you find yourself always being drawn to novels. My wife, for instance, now can stay with a book than staying with a movie. She learned from just, she, she can, Lady P can stay with movie. No, me. I'm not like that. Stay with, if I want to, but my wife can stay with books a long time. Fellowship with it. Okay. 
politicians and the rest. Amen. Copywriters, they are good at teaching education, so they, 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 are, they have teaching gifts because they like to communicate, so they, they, you see them, they are good teachers. Linguistic thinkers, they are good teachers. All right, script writer, law, and they make good lawyers too. They make good lawyers too. But you know, my examples are not exhausting. Like I said, one of the things that I'm going to do is we're going to actually, this is the old session that we, we need to actually spend outside of Sunday, but I just want to use this to lay foundation. And that's why you see that I'm not really going deep into them enough. The next one are the logical to mathematical thinking. Now, so you see the other part of the brain. Okay, so let's go to the other part of the brain now. And you see something there. After the linguistic, then you then have the logical to mathematical thinking. Logical to mathematical thinking. These are the part of the brain. They are the lower part of the brain there. But it means that if this person is going to learn, all right, they are logical. And uh, they are mathematical in their approach. So these people... They are strategic thinking. They, they are orderly. They plan. Mathematical thinkers, they like numbers. And some of you will realize that there are some people that in this place, if I say nine times seven, before, whilst you are still thinking, they just know the answer. They just know the answer. They just know the answer straight. There, some of these market women, you see that some of them, even though they have not gone to school, but no matter the amount you call, right there and there, the mama knows that their figure is not correct. She may not be able to read, she may not be able to write, but at least with numbers, you will see that you cannot cheat her. She's a born mathematician. Those are, lingu- those are mathematical, so logical thinkers. They are very good at numbers. How you will know you are dealing with one in a room is that when you are talking, they are processing it in a logical way. They don't easily accept something that does not make logical sense. So with a, with, with a logical stroke mathematical thinker, what matters is that when you, even, when you are counseling the person, the person may not actually receive what you are, is believing what you are saying, but until the person is able to put the dot and pieces together, they don't receive what, they, they will not work on what you have said. They, you know, it's like, I will use somebody like L.M. James again, for instance. So many times, I, myself and him, we have had issues. You will talk to him, and he will hear, he will hear, he will hear. But you see, it, as I began to then study this, I realized that this guy, I may be wrong to it, like this, but looking at his antecedent with me, then I realized that it's actually a mathematical stroke. Um, what do we call it now? Logical. Because you see, he will ask you. He, he tried to reason things out with you. He, he just finds himself reasoning. And if he's not able to reason the process, he likes it backs out. So there are so many junctions where later he will then come to the same advice I have given him. But you see, it may take him weeks or days because he, he, what he's doing is he's processing those things. Logical thinking, it, it, must, it must make logical sense. Well, also the other downside of it sometimes is that such people cannot walk by faith. Because you see, if it's not logic, I said, no, you say make a jump. Why should I jump? So let's look at it. Where will this lead to if I take this? Where will this lead to? If I jump like this now, at the end of the month, what will happen? <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, it, you know, you have to, it, they, so when they, are, they believe in you, so everybody is shouting, hey, man, receive it. A logical thinker is like, what is he really saying? 
what is the point in what he's saying? So you see that sometimes they may not be excited with what is exciting everybody. I, I, have you seen some people like that before? Everybody, they are happy. It's like, you're just there. And by the time they will come also from their own angle, you that you are, it's like, actually what you said is not actually funny. She, you know that this thing you have said is not actually funny. Because then when they will start, then you yourself, everybody that are laughing, when they throw it in their own can stop smiling. Because they are coming with another reason to the old, they are very hard to convince. They are also very hard to convince. All right. Now, if you find that that is how thought process are triggered in you, the best of you comes from such sessions or such way of reasoning. That's how God made you. That's how God designed you. Not everybody, we don't all start thinking from the same process. Because we, we, we all cannot be the same thing. Or we cannot all be the same kind of personality. So let's look at the area of their giftings. When it comes to logical or mathematical thinking. I think I, I, I wrote something here about them also. They love orderliness. They love orderliness. Mathematical thinkers are the ones that if you move something from a place, they will know. They will know. They will know that um, this thing has shifted from year to year. That's not how it is. They, and they are the people that recognize patterns. So for instance, if you are in a place, they can say, this person has behaved like this before. Don't you realize that? And they will tell you that this man behaves like this. And they will be putting it together. He has done this before. He has done this before. Has, and by the time they put the strings of events together, you have a truth. They are good at investigation because you see, they will be able to put the lines and the dots and the, you know, the pieces together. That actually, you know, there are people that like puzzles. You know, actually, you see, when you look at it this way, it started like this. Then it did this. I think when it did this, it was because of this. Then it moved to this. Then it moved to that. It moved to that. It moved to that. Do you understand? So by the time they put it together, it then makes sense to you. So there are people that when they look at it, they can put all the events together and come to a logical conclusion. These are the logical through mathematical thinkers. So these people are good at mathematics, of course, accounting. They are engineers. When I talk about engineers, you know, when I, I remember we were, I was at the, our building um, on Thursday. So the engineer said, Pastor, come, come. And he took me to the back of the place. And he said, he said bend down. Me, I passed there. All I can see is irons that I wouldn't let together. But he said, no. Then he said, look. He said, look straight. Honestly, I had to just be a pastor. So I looked straight. Me, I didn't see anything. But when he looked straight, then he began to say, I want to see that part. You see, watch out for people who do like this a lot. And they look. They are, they are trying to activate. Don't you realize that some people, when they want to focus, they close one part of their eyes very often. It's, it, they are act actually, when you close, when you do that, you are actually trying to trigger something in you, but you don't know. So he said, look at that part. Say, do you see that it's up than this area? I had to look and it looked like Luku <laughs> before I actually saw what he was talking about. But that is why he's there. That is why he's their area of strength. They are mathematical and logical thinkers. So they're engineers, researchers, computer programmers, bankers, forensic scientists, detectives, computer analysts. So if you find that these are the areas, that's how thought processes are triggered or you process information primarily, all right, 
then these are the areas you need to focus on in develop. There are more areas, but anything that has to do with numbers should be your um, good go-to. Amen. How many do we have? How many do we have? Four. Are you, are you learning something? The next one is the kinestic pillar. Kinestic pillar or kinestic thinkers. Kinetic, you know, kinetic is movements. When you hear kinetic energy, potential energy, we are talking about movement. Okay, so kinetic pillars uh, of thinking or kinetic thinkers, um, they are the people that are actually, when you see people like, who, they, 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 they thrive on movements. They, they make good footballers because you see, they, they, they are the people we call hyperactive people. They are hyperactive. They, they are, some of them, we, we, when, they, when you have a kinetic child in a room, they are restless. They just move. In fact, people want to, want to tie them down. They just move. They are, they, 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 they are not still. Now, one of the things that you must understand with kinetic people, in fact, researchers have actually then understood this. That's why you see that in some schools, they've come up with different atmosphere for this kind of children. So, for instance, a kinetic child cannot learn, cannot receive just by sitting still in a place. They can't. That's why you see that, you see that some, uh, some psychologists now provide something like a ball that you see them move. When you see kinetic thinkers, whenever they are thinking, they like to move around. I'm I actually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like that, really. I'm, I'm like that. You may not enjoy me, but you see, those who are, when in my best moments, when I'm pondering on ideas, you will not see me sit down, really. You see me pace around. In fact, about last week, I, I was telling him, I said, do you realize that I pace around a lot? So anytime you see me pace around, if you're around me, just know that something is going, there's no how something will not drop. Because it's like, you have to rejig yourself. Re, there has to be movement in that active part of their brain for those things for them to receive. So people there want to say, hey, you are playing too much. You, you know, they, 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 there must be activity around them. Now, kinesthetic tickers are not actually appreciated because, you see, everybody just wants to, for instance, if there's a... a um, a kinetic personality in this place right now. If not for the maybe the fear of people, as they are receiving now, you see them. They are moving. They, they are people like uh, they just hey. I say, ah, why is he standing? What has he said that that is making him to stand? You see, you know, he, he cannot just stand still. Have you seen such people like that before? So you 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 just want every you want, you know, the guy. He just is hmm. you know as that is that moment is his best moment. As it's moving around, but some people say, ah, that boy, you know they sit still. That boy, he, and they label him negative. No, that is his is, 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 is own unique way that God has made him. These are the people that you see, they like, they like when they are talking, they use hands a lot. You see, they, 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 they can use hands. You know, they, as they are talking, you see, they, they, when, by the time they finish using their hands, you, you understand what they are saying. In fact, they can talk more with their hands even with sometimes with their mouths. They are very good at using their body to communicate things more. They use their body to communicate. They use it. So when they are not happy, a kinesthetic person, when it's not happy, for instance, instead of taking it on you, you see them just kick something. Just kick. Just kick. You know, they just look for something to kick. They just, they are not, they can just move and be kicking things as they are going, kicking things as they are going, you know. 
Now, something that that child is demonic, you just need to help them refine it and realize that that is how he or she receives more. All right? True movement. So, these people, these are the people you find more that they are good actors. Kinestic people, they are good actors. They are good actors. They act. They are good comedians. They, they footballers, dancers, choreographers, all right, choreographers, and those kind of things that involves body movement and things. In fact, some of them are actually good with their hands, artisans. Most, those who love to work with their hands, like mechanics, mechanics and those people, they are actually kinestic people. They may not learn from the normal way, but they just know how to produce things with their hands. So a kinestic child, for instance, in the class, all right, may not be able to, they will sit down as you are talking, but they are not understanding everything you are saying. But they thrive more in where there is activity. So you see that some of them, you know, sometimes uh, those old parents will say that you, your head did not go to school. But it does not mean that your head did not go to school. It means that you cannot learn from the way other people have been learning. But you are not, you are not, you are not inferior to those who learn the other way. Because you see, God made you like that. You didn't make yourself like that. So you just have to understand how you learn, how your thoughts are processed. And it helps you then work in the area of your gifting. And not think that somebody else is better than you because you cannot. Most of you actually find it at this age comprehending words, reading. You, can, you find it hard to read, all right? You find it hard to remember. You see, actually, it's because you have not learned how to, how the best to assimilate and process information. It does not mean that you are useless. You can learn how to read or write at any age, but you just have to understand how do I receive and process information? How does my mind trigger this information? The unfortunate thing that has happened is that our society has created one, one, um, one whatever fits all, one pattern fits all. Everybody are put in the same classroom and we must all learn the same way. So it's like if you cannot learn from this, alright, you are a failure. So they said at the end of the time, you, you are 40 over 50. Out of 40 people, 50 people in the car, you score 40. So that child has to repeat scars. That child. So they begin to make you feel inferior. No. What we need to do is to actually understand how does this learn? How do you process it? And actually create a pattern for you to learn and process things that way. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh yes, you can clap. Nobody is useless. Nobody is useless. It's because there is no more research and exposure in this area. You will hear people like um, Zuckerberg or um, you hear people like um, Steve Jobs say they drop out of school. He said, because those guys realize that if they continue in this system, their life will be useless. Because they, they want to teach them using the same model that is working for everybody. So you see that they, they quick, they, and because they have a society that is also flexible. So they quickly withdrew from that system and quickly went to go and learn from the way they can assimilate. And you could see that they even did more than those who were in the class. Because they, they were able to understand how best they receive information. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that you are not able to learn in the classroom does not mean that you are useless. It's just that you have not best discovered how you receive and process your own information. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you see, today's generation, they want to say that maybe it's that we should not all go to school because most of the people that have done great things in life, they all drop out of school. It's not that it is the school that is the problem. It is how the school is organized that is the problem. It is how they are teaching and communicating information to them that is the problem. So, they have to then create the right environment and you see that the same, okay, for instance, that Mark Zuckerberg did not actually go through the normal process, but you see that he has invented something that those who are in the class were not able to invent. Facebook too, Microsoft and all these great guys, because you see, they were able to understand that I may not be able to learn the way you are learning, but it does not mean that I'm inferior to you. I'm not inferior to you in any way. I just have to understand what works for me. Are you with me? Yes, Say with me, I am highly gifted. gifted. Now let's look at the next one. So because of time, I have to now, they said I have three minutes more, so I want to follow. So quickly, let's look at the next one. So after that one, um, the, the, which one did we church right now? Kinestic, it's not kinetic, kinestic, kinestic, K-I-N-E-S-T-H-I-C, kinestic. So then we have what we call the special or visual thinkers, special or visual thinkers. Now, this particular group of people, uh, can I always have my image, guys? I don't want to say it again, please. Maybe till I finish, just put it there. Don't remove it until service finish so that we can actually move fast. Okay, good. So... Then, okay, I think I've jumped now to musical ones. So let's talk about musical before I talk about musical thinkers. Now, musical thinkers, of course, you know when you say musical thinkers, you know that, yes, they will love music, but there's something about them. Now, these people love music. They are good at notes. They are good at musical notes. They, 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 they think like that. It's thoughts are triggered through such tension, but there's something about them. These are what we call intuitive people. They call it musical because of the fact that it follows a particular line of thinking. But what is special about these people is that they are very intuitive. You see, when you hear a music playing, they, are, they can pick notes. You can say, so when you, if somebody that has a music thinking, for instance, now, when you are playing, you know that it's off key. You know, so many years we don't know that it's off key. But they will know that, oh, we all have it, but not at, to the same degree. So he said, no, you are off key. You are off key. You are not playing well. Do you really, such people, when they are in the congregation and the choir are singing, it, everybody are enjoying the music, but they can pick out the various instrument playing. They say, ah, oh, that, that basis is not playing well. But meanwhile, you may not hear it, but they have, they have it. One of the ways you will know about such thinking process and such people is that there are people that may just meet you and say, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's saying the truth. There's no data, there's no data, there's no analysis, but they just know that something is off about this person. There are people that when you are, when you are in doing an interview with them, they are listening to you, they are listening to you. You have presented everything well, your presentation is astute, whatever you have done is astute, but still, they just say something is not right about him. They, 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 are, they follow, their, they, they are very instinctive. Something is not just right about him. There is something odd about what he's saying. I don't have anything, but I just feel that something is not right with the way. It's a gift. It tells you the area of your gifting. And you see, you don't have to have somebody who say, well, how do you know? How do you know? They don't know, but they, don't, they just feel it. They just, because these uh, musical figures, they just pick in between. They can read in between the lines. Read in between the lines. They are very good at spotting little, little details. Little, little details that others will have neglected. 
Little, little details that others will have regretted. Perhaps subsequently I'm going to show you, I want to give you an assignment. Google for FedEx logo. FedEx is one of the courier services. Google for FedEx logo. When you look at FedEx logo, tell me five things you see when you look at FedEx logo. And I will tell you, it, it tells me how your thoughts are processed. When I was doing this assignment, I looked at the logo, and the first thing that jumped at me, for instance, some of you, when you look at FedEx logo, for instance, is the color you will see. If the color is what jumps at you first, all right, then it tells me something. But I will know by the time you are able to see something, let me give you a, the, a, um, the thing. Uh, let me just give you. When you look at FedEx logo, all right, guys, can I have FedEx logo? Can somebody help me with FedEx logo? Just put a FedEx logo for me. There is something about FedEx logo that only those with musical thinking process can see. That even if we put 10 people in this room, you may not see it in that logo. It tells you how, how you see things, how the area of your giftings. Okay, so as we go on, if they have that FedEx logo, I'm just going to ask someone, to do, what do you see there? And I will show you what I looked at it like 10 times and I did not see that thing. There is something you will not see in that logo that unless somebody who is, in, in, is a musical thinking person, who, who, whose primary thought process is triggered from that musical um, lobe, will see even when you don't see. But the, for the majority of us, depending on who you are, you will see that yes, you may not notice it easily. Amen, amen. So guys, if you have it, uh, we are going to just replace it with the image. The last but not the least, okay, so these musical people, for instance, they are good at instrumentalists. Um, they are also good at lawyers. They are good lawyers. They are very, very good lawyers. They read in between the lines. They know they are very good lawyers. The, the music directors, choir leaders, okay, okay. So give me on um, another on a white background, on a white background. Okay, you can, okay, you can still bring it. Maybe, but if you have another one on a white background, I will appreciate it, please. Okay, can you bring the one on the white background? Okay, so they said I should give them time. Okay, so, but just let this image be on your mind. For instance, now, I want, we are just, I'm, I'm trying to just help you um, discover something. This logo, it took them 200 times about to design that logo. There are about 200 trials and error before they come up with this logo. In fact, the, the team of um, graphic artists that came up with this logo spent months to actually about 200 design before they finally settled down for it. Okay, good. So for you, you may not see. So if I ask you, for instance, what do you see in this logo? Can, you just, can we just interact? What, what can you see? No, just tell me what you see. When you see it first, what do you see? Just tell me. When you look at this logo, what do you see first? The color combination. Color separation. So you see blue and um, orange, right? Yeah, what else do we see? Who else sees something that is different from the color? The font. Okay, somebody else saw the font, right? So you saw the font. Okay, so the way the font are arranged. Yes, who else can? The alignment. Somebody saw the alignment. Okay, that everything is aligned. So the people who are seeing the font, the alignment, you tell you that. They, no, just tell me what you saw first. Don't worry about everything. It's not a try and error because we, we, you know, there are seven ways we are all processing our thoughts. When you look at it first, what did you see? Be honest to yourself. You saw color separation, so you saw color first. I will, now, the person that saw color, they are the last people I'm going to talk first. If you saw color, it's likely that you are in the last seven pillars of thinking, that the, your thought process are, think, are, are triggered in a way. Yes, 
Yes. Oh, you saw the arrow. Now, do you know that there's an arrow there that you easily did not see? Can all of you see the arrow? Now, when I mention arrow, do you see that you, it, what I'm doing is now to rewire your mind? Now, but there's actually an arrow there. You, you can't see the arrow? There's an arrow there. <laughs> so, you see, the person that saw the arrow is most likely a logical or mathematical thinkers. You see, that white arrow was what all this logo was all about from the beginning. Yes, that arrow you saw there. In fact, the company FedEx logo is not about the letter. Actually, the logo you are seeing is about that arrow. The arrow is not obvious, right? The whole design about that logo is how can we insert this arrow that it will not be visible to the normal eyes. That was what they brainstormed about for most of the time before they settled for this one. The designer said, I, and do you know what that means? What FedEx is telling you by that thing is that we pay attention to details. To little, little details. That is what FedEx stands for. That is one of their core values. That when you entrust your letter into our hand, it will not get lost. We pay attention to a lot of details. But do you realize that you will not easily see it? That arrow was even there. So oftentimes when FedEx passes, most of us don't see the blue and the... And we think that the white is just because it's there accidentally. There is nothing accidental about your life. There is nothing accidental about your life. Every little details of our life, God put it there for a purpose. Say with me, I am very special. All right, let's quickly go to the last part of our... I hope you enjoyed that exercise, right? Okay, so the last part are the spatial and um, visual thinkers. Okay, so the visual stroke, partial thinking process. This is the back of our brain. And it is also another. So some people, when, they, when you are interacting with them, this is what triggers first. All right? Now, these people also, they are very special. In fact, these people, they find it hard reading books. They find it hard comprehending through lot of writing. You know, they, they, these are the people that you see that they just like books with pictures. <laughs> if you want to finish them. <laughs> and do you realize that most of us like books with pictures, really? But not every, some people are bored. So these are people that, you know, some linguistic thinkers can read big books. They are not intimidated by it. Spatial visual thinker. They look at it. Eh? 300 pages. Ah. Well, I think, let me go and look for her. <laughs> How many of you can feel that, really? Now, but let me say something to you about this part. How do you know this is your area of your gifting? Is that these are people that when you are talking to them, they don't look at your eyes. They're finally looking at, at, at you. There are people that when, you are, when they are in class, they may be talking, they are looking at the window. They are, when they are learning, they don't focus, they don't learn more from looking. You see, be, they, because they must form image and pictures in their mind, they are image and picture people. So when they are learning, you will see them sometimes, some of them, haven't you seen people that you are talking about, they are just looking up. Eh? Or when they want to reason about something, they look up, they look like this, 
Somebody like this, for instance, among our, my key inner guys is um, uh, Elia Masha. When you are talking to Masha, for instance, that sister, it took me time to understand her, really. Even the mother tongue sometimes is like that too. You are talking to them, they are looking at you, but you think that they are absent-minded. No, they are not. The way they are thing is, thing is they, as you are talking, they are forming images in their mind. Images in their mind. They, 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 they have the ability to form pictures with words. They don't have the ability to form pictures with words. So as, a, as the thing is talking, so if such a child wants to learn, all right, you see that for instance, they just, they just think. They, they, are, they are looking for pictures. These are children that, in fact, Montessori system is the one that actually helped them more. Even though it took time for Montessori system to come. But you see, the owner, the woman that designed Montessori realized that not every child learns A for apple, B for ball, C for card, C A T card. Some of them is the image they use to communicate with them. That is what actually the whole system of Montessori is all about. So you, people then they, they try to look down on such people that know they are, why is in the class after four years he cannot read this letter. Change that class to you know just so that this child cannot he may not be able to read from this same way, but let them learn with pictures. It does not mean that they are inferior, it just means that how their thought process is triggered is from behind. That's the core area of their strength, visual so spatial. All right, and these are the people you say that they are very good with graphic design. In fact. They are very creative. They are very, very creative. So, for instance, my daughter, Juanita, does not learn like this. Unlike the other girl, Judith. Judith can read. But Juanita, she can sit down and, in fact, recently I had to tell somebody, please let me go and look for um, artist um, painting, whatever. Because you just realize that she can be there. They, she, can, she can just draw everything out. She's the best artist in our house. I'm telling you. So, you see, but if you don't nurture that part, you then want to squeeze her through this part of learning and say, if you cannot learn like this, you are, not, you are useless. No. No. You see, you just have to learn what works for you. All of us are gifted. All of us are gifted. There is no useless person among us. Not one person among us is useless. So visual so precious thing I see, they are talking to you. They, 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 you, they, you. These are people that they will say that they are absent-minded. It's not that they are totally absent-minded, but it's not that the way they process, they process using images. But, so you see, if they can, if the image is not formed in their mind, they, 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 they will not be able to assimilate what they are being taught or what they are learning. So they are very good with crafts. So you see that they are very good with crafts, with things like making air, making air, designing air, furniture design, anything that has to do with imagination, video editing, editing picture, photographies, and all those things. Because you see, these are things that triggers their imagination. So if you even ask such a child, then you should know that you intentionally put a lot of pictures in their room. Surround yourself with pictures. If you are, they are visionary people, they can they envision things through images. So you have to then put, you know, just put pictures in their room, put things that can help trigger that part of their learning. And if you are the one to, you, you just have to learn vision boarding. You want to achieve something, you know that writing it down may not work for you. Go and look for the picture of what you want to achieve and put it there on your phone as a screensaver. You, they will achieve it. 
They, because you say, everybody said, write down your goal. But you know that every time you write down your goal, you are not fulfilling it. Because once you write it down, now where it stays still, you, you don't forget everything. So for you, writing it down may not be the best. You can, that is why you have the word vision boarding. You have to use vision pictures to focus on where you are going. So maybe you, your goal this year is want to become a teacher. You then have to go and look for something that reminds you that this is your goal. So you put teacher there. You put the car there. You put whatever it is that can trigger your thought process continuously in that line. That is how God made you. And you are special in that way. Now, let me now round up by saying this. You know that everything I've talked about is motivation gift, your natural ability. See, the problem with most of us when we are praying for spiritual gifts is that you first don't understand your natural ability. So you are praying for a spiritual gift that is not in agreement with your natural ability. The spiritual gift that God is going to give to you will often be in agreement with your natural ability. And I'm going to give you an instance. Remember the, the prophet called Elisha. He wanted God to speak to him. He realized that this, if for him to have the inspiration of God in this crisis, do you know what he did? He said, give me somebody that can play music. Go and look for an artist. Because he understood himself that he's a musical thinker. So, he want, so the spirit of God will come through that line to reach him. So he can imagine. So when the musician began to play, then the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Elisha. And Elisha began to prophesy. The reason why most of us are not moving in our spiritual gift is because, you see, as a man thinketh, you have not understood your thinking process, your, how you process information. So the Holy Spirit cannot reach you, cannot communicate effectively to you. So Elijah did not need music to trigger that part of his, to open up his spirit. But Elijah knew that even though the anointing of Elijah is upon him, it's not the same as Elijah. How the Spirit of God will walk through him is totally different. So he was asking for music, but Elijah never asked for music. So if you are, if you are in that place, for instance, you are a musical thinker, and you, you are now praying that for the gift of, let me look at for the gift that is maybe, because there are the way you can divide spiritual gifts into three categories. The gift that sees something, the gift that says something, and the gift that does something. The saying gift, the seeing gift, the doing gifts. So you then have to understand, are you an saying person? So for instance, a man called Apostle Paul, people would never understand why God used him more. Paul, if you analyze him, has more of a saying gift. He's a linguistic, because even in Acts chapter 16, the Agrippas told him, he said, Paul, you are talking too much. He said, you, you have almost made me a Christian the way you are talking. Now, how do I know where Paul, how Paul normally reason? Don't you realize that most of the theological words in the New Testament were invented by Paul? Justification by faith, glorification, plenty, plenty vocabulary, so much so that in the book of 2 Peter, Peter said, Paul is anointed. In fact, some of the things he's saying, we find it hard to comprehend. In other words, Paul, Peter realized that this guy, he speaks too much. Now, somebody like Peter, Paul, then have you then wondered in, in why in 2 Corinthians, Paul said, I speak in tongues more than all of them. So it means that if you realize that you are a linguistic person and you want to pray for spiritual gifts, I will advise you, why don't you pray for the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues? Because that one requires somebody that can speak. You, you don't like to speak. 
I can say, Lord, give me the gift of interpretation of tongues. Now, in a meeting, God wants to use it to speak. I say, Lord, I'm not going to speak here. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you, are, you are a special or visual thinker. You want to pray for spiritual gift. What do you think you should pray for? The seeing gifts. Because naturally, the Holy Spirit will walk through that aspect of you. Because already, you, you can imagine things naturally. You envision things. Now, you, you are a virtual thinker. You are praying for the doing gift. But no, pray for the seeing gift. Because that one easily flows in an alignment with your natural ability. So, if you realize that you, you, you think a lot, you imagine things a lot, you are good at design. If I want to pray for spiritual gift, I will easily advise you, pray for the seeing gift. Pray for the seeing gift. Now, if you are an interpersonal person, interpersonal person, you like associating with people a lot, you like relating with people, then I will advise you, pray for the doing gift. Pray for the gift of faith. Because a lot of times you will have started before you know that you should have talked. You, you, you act before you think deeply. So you mean that somebody like that, if he's going, he or she is going to pray, what do you think you should pray for a spiritual gift? The doing gift. Lord, give me the gift of faith. I pray for the gift of faith in the name of... You see, it's the same thing. Then ministry gifts too. You know, the same thing. No wonder Paul was a very good apostle because to be an apostle means you must be able to communicate vision. You must be able to communicate mission. You must be able to tell people and sell the idea that you are believing God for. I hope today that every one of you after this service will be comfortable in your skin, will grow in your gift, and will celebrate the gift of God in your life. Finally, let me say this to you. The essence of all that we have learned is for one purpose, so that you will rise and start doing something for God. You will rise and start glorifying God with your gift. You will not say, see, not everybody can be an usher in church. Not everybody can be, uh, you know, there are new ministries that are coming up. Recently, um, we, we set up another group, called, we call them the post-production, um, post-production team. Because we realize that, yes, we produce content online quite a number, but we need some level of quality. So I had to call some people and say, no, you, you can do it. You, you can do it. You, you can do it. So you see, even though it's a new ministry, but because we understood more and more, there are, there are people that can actually see details that others do not see. And such people too, we need them. The only thing is that when you are, God has given you the ability to see details that others do not see. You need to decide that you will not become someone who criticizes, but you become a critic. A criticism is complaining and doing nothing. A critic sees a problem and provides solution. So you have to become a critic, alright, and not somebody who is Always critical of what people are saying. I will give you an instance. Last Sunday, you know, when you looked at me, the choristers minister powerfully here on stage. They, I think they were, I've forgotten what they really were, but, you know, they were there. So when I had my class with people, and uh, I had what we call entrepreneurship class, faith-driven class, one of the people looked at them and said, you know, Pastor, when you were preaching, it was as though you were preaching about me. At first, when the choristers came on stage, the only thing I could see was the lack of details in their dressing. But as you were talking, then I realized, I know, maybe that's why God called me to do something about it. Because not everybody can see what I can see right now. She said, now, uh, he then called the choir. I said, please, for henceforth now, I'm going to help the choir upgrade in their dressing. I'm going to be adding some details that will make them exceptionally, you know, uh, presentable when they are coming. And I said, that is actually the spirit. Why? So instead of just looking at it and looking the other way, it shows you that, yes, you are gifted in that area. And when she said that, I 
another person said, uh, uh, one of us said, I'm actually going to start doing something for them to wear on their head. Because I realized that, yes, they, they, their hair can also, the way they, we look at their head can be different. I said, wow, that is actually something. Remember? So in the house of God, we are, we are full of this wonderful um, gift. You know, recently, yes, uh, our drama team, Okay, I, I, I think, you know, I said, no, now that you know, you, are, you, you should know that if you are, you, you are here also, you realize that, yes, you, you gesture with your hands a lot, your body movement, you like this, you know, and you are rhythmic. Then you know that, of course, God gave you that gift, not just for you to just look down on it and say, because I cannot sing. If you hold mic, you may go off key and not know. But where God has placed you is to act. And I want to really encourage all of you, really. I, we really need more drama ministers here because you see, no matter what I have said here, there will be some people who will sleep. We must understand that, that there will be some people who will sleep. If you ask them after today, what did pastor preach? No offense. They cannot remember. They will, but if you ask them, what can you remember in the service? Do you know what they will remember? They will remember my jokes. They will remember my drama. But they may not remember the Bible verse. They may not remember the the point. So it is wrong for us to then keep preaching for one year using only words without also using things that can help such people assimilate the word of God. That is why we need more drama people in church. So you see, drama ministers, what they do is that they take the words and uh, form it into picture. And you see, the same message I preach today, if you minister it in drama, the person can come and preach it back. Because why you have actually spoken the way the person learned. That is why a lot of times you see that people, some people say, well, I can't remember what pastor said. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make you feel that you are, is right. But sometimes, not everybody can learn from what I say this way. So as a church too, we've realized that deficiency that we need to also have a way of ministering to different categories of people. So you see that once I pass 30 minutes, there are some people who will take you. Meanwhile, some people they are receiving anything that passed 15 minutes. What it done? When is it finishing? But you see, but such people, you put it on in drama, they can be there for two hours. That's when you will see them, you know. <laughs> Permit me to talk. You know, I, I realize that anytime we're having Intercontinental Sunday and the gong gong people come, you realize that for the first time, some people dance in church. But all this Oyimbo Oyimbo one. They are, it doesn't mean they are bad. I want you to know that there is something special about it. So today I want to say that really we need more of you who have the gift in acting choreography to join the drama team. In fact, if you want, they will be out there after they said, I want to really help. We need your help too, to take the words and turn it into picture so that more people can be blessed by what we do in church. Stand to your feet, put your hands together for the Lord. Lift your voice and say, Lord, I thank you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you, Lord, because just celebrate who you are and the grace of God in your life. 